This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You might assume we're both good at presenting to a live audience because of this podcast. But at the end of the day, when we record, it really feels like we're just talking to one another. Presenting information in person in a formal setting to a large audience is something that still makes us really nervous. To prepare for a live speaking event we're hosting together, we turn to our masterclass subscription to not only refine our presentation skills, but to build our confidence in a different kind of public speaking capacity. Between Robin Roberts, Hillary Clinton, and Kevin Hart's expertise, our confidence skyrocketed. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Don't just talk about improving. Masterclass helps you actually do it. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master negotiate with Chris Voss, think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or plan your dream wedding with celebrity event planner Mindy Wise, Masterclass has you covered. There are over 200 classes to pick from. With new classes added every month, like our latest aha moments from Robin Roberts' effective and authentic communication class that we watched before our event presentation. She taught us how to establish a genuine connection with the audience from the start. I'll always be a little nervous before presenting, but Masterclass prepared us in a way that dialed my nerves down and gave me tools to ground myself. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned, because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. Hey. Hey. I am a mesh to this job. Okay. Um, Actually. <laughs> I think we actually are. Do you want to talk about enmeshment? We'll talk about that. It is Saturday morning, and we are in the office recording. <laughs> Sunday. That's how... It's, <laughs> it's Sunday. That's how much more functioning today so we're gonna talk about enmeshment today which is funny right so like enmeshment and family like boundaries and family substance is like foundations of family therapy Mm. and right the funny (laughs) part about enmeshment is and all boundaries is that they're reciprocal Mm. that's one of the things you have to know what that means is if i am overly engaged with you it means I'm disengaged from something else. So if I am overly engaged with my job, Jen. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> I'm also looking at myself. What am I disengaged from? Our family. Something happening. Right? So let's talk about enmeshment and what the hell that actually is. And the funniest part was like, all right, we're like, oh, let's do an episode on enmeshment. We talk about it all the time, but we've never like gone into the definition. So I pulled out. If you watch us on YouTube, you can see this now. Literally, back to basics, our family therapy textbook. I'm having like a reaction. Are you having? Jen is dissociating back 10 years ago. <laughs> and this is like the most Vegas def- Vegas. Vegas. I would like to go on vacation, I think. I think so, too. <laughs> vague. And we should go to Vegas. Most vague, I think, is probably the correct. I think if we went to Vegas, we would probably just sleep. I would sleep by the pool. Yeah. And I would watch other people get drunk. Right. That would be fun, actually. People people, watching? I'm in Uh, most trips for people watching, right? 
That's what I'm in for. That's why I go out to dinner. Oh my god. Jen told me, like, I asked Cole, I asked Jen one time what her financial goal was for life. Like, you know, like, like some, oh, if we make this amount of money, what right? Yeah, like some it? people's like, oh, I want to buy a house or I want to retire. Do you want to know what Jen's answer was? <laughs> she said, I want to go out to eat every single night and never have to think about it. Do you stand by that? A hundred million percent. Would you go to like the same? Would you be like a regular? You walk in like, oh, Jen's here on a Monday. Get her the turkey no. club. I would go to different places. Also, okay. let me just say, and this is total side note, I love to eat out by myself. Oh, I do too. I People actually struggle love, with that. That is not a problem that I have. It's actually one of my favorite things to do. Okay. I really like eating out by myself. Did you see? <laughs> this is one of the things that's horrible about videotaping is I just had to like move my hair and back of the headphones. It looks nice actually. And I'm now aware that all of that was just caught on film. <laughs> Great, 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 great. I like to go out to eat by myself, too. It's nice. People struggle with it. They feel vulnerable, exposed. I have no problem there. And I don't bring anything with me. I I'm literally, like bringing a book. Yeah, I'll have my phone, but I won't be on my phone the whole time. I'll literally people watch and have no qualms about it. Like, no issue. People will be like having a conversation. <laughs> okay, wait, can I, I be like, <laughs> wait, let me ask you a question. Yes. Now. Do you I always when I go out to eat by myself, I prefer to sit at the bar. Oh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll straight up sit at a table. You want a table? Okay, so I'm going to sit at the I'll bar, do, and I'm going to talk either. to the bartender a little bit. Oh, yeah, see, I'll do either one. Whatever's I available. I don't think I prefer – I do not like sitting at a table by myself, I don't oh, think. Do you know why? Like, what's the reason? If I'm being honest, I feel like I'm taking up a table. <laughs> oh, you're kind. <laughs> not me. I'm like, oh, I'll order this. Oh, Like, I have straight up ordered a steak dinner <laughs> at a table by myself before where were you and the whole time i honestly feel so empowered when i do yeah i'm just like yeah i can take myself out to dinner and i don't need anyone with me so we would say you do not have a meshed marriage then right or meshed relationships you are very good individual oh yeah i make it a point too. okay but here's the thing if you came from an enmeshed family that would be criticized Absolutely. wanting privacy in an individual choices and decisions that is like criticized if you come from an Amesh family because of the lack of boundaries because of the complete diffused lack of boundaries and there's also this idea in Amesh families okay so Amesh right, we'll go back to the textbook definition sorry we got off topic. which I thought was where this went came from vague most vague we've now decided <laughs> that it is loss of autonomy due to a blurring of psychological boundaries so here is like the example we give. And like people like if you have related to episodes on parentification, we're going to have to talk about that because parentification often comes from enmeshment and often comes from caregivers treating children as if they're peers and not being their parents or needing children to take care of them mm -hmm, in some mm -hmm. way. Right. Like yes. there's a lack of boundaries. Mm hmm. Uh, appropriate boundaries yeah in that. and there's a big part of this like when we talk about um fierce loyalty being expected there's also often like group think right so like we all have to think the same way or think of things the same way so like we have to our family story is the same mom and right like whatever we believe all has to be the same there's not a lot of room for individuation and figuring out shit on your own oh that's that's like my my remember when we talked about uh being child free yes in that episode and that like one of the things that come up it comes up for me is like my independence is so uh -huh. important for me so even yeah. as you talk about that i'm like oh that's hard for you to think about right yeah like pains my soul and so it was interesting because in last week's episode 
I don't know what this is airing, but we had an episode <laughs> where somebody, yeah, we should, <laughs> rah, 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 rah. um, we had an episode where somebody had did, were during one of the Q and A episodes and somebody had brought in feeling like they like had to like physically distance from their parent, right? Like she said, like she like, it's been 10 years that she lives in a different city and still like can't feel that. I wonder if there's a chance that there was enmeshment there that she broke free from and now there isn't a new way. Mm, I would say chance is probably pretty high. Chance is probably pretty high, also, right? Also, if that's, that's your model of relationships, right? Mm-hmm. If you learn, okay, this this means that we're close. You know how sometimes people are like, oh, we had s- such a close family growing up. And like yeah. typically that is kind of – Like what does that even mean? Yeah, what's that yeah. even mean? And sometimes close family is like we all think the same. We all do things together. We all – that there's no room to individuate, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so – And know, what does individuate mean? Be an individual person. Just being make an sure individual, being yeah. able to develop and understand your own thoughts separate from other people. And I think that that can be so hard when, when that's your model of relationships and then you grow up and you get into other relationships. You bring that model into your romantic relationships, into your friendships. And if your friends or your romantic relationships have different models of relationships that they're bringing in, it can cause tension. It can yeah. cause friction. Yeah. And that friction, right, that's when we start getting towards cutoff. Mm. So when we talk about boundaries being reciprocal, right, there has to be like an other side. So if I come from a really enmeshed family, it may feel like the only way to separate is to completely cut off. And this becomes, that is a very unfair position for many people to be put in, which is if I go against my family rules, the things that are defined, one of those family rules is like fierce loyalty, not talking back, only having group think, then I have to figure out some way to have a relationship with these people. When I have crossed the family rules, there's a risk of one, getting kicked out of my family of origin, mm. two, not being like, right, like, and not being welcomed back in and losing my role in the family. If I go against the family rules, what happens to me? Oof. If I stop being the peacemaker, if I stop being the participants in the group think, what then happens to me? That's really scary. Right. There's like a fear of rejection. Yeah. So when we talk about boundaries, it's talked about in this really like oversimplified idea. Boundaries can be completely fucking heartbreaking and like turn everything around for you if you're coming from a family like this. Oh my God. Yeah. It can be so hard. And I know we say it like very like clinically. Yes. But if you come from a family like this, it's very scary to set these boundaries. Yeah. Because what will happen? What will happen? What happens to me? Right. And when you're growing up and you're younger, it's essential to your survival to be a part of your family. Mm-hmm. You can't survive without being a part of your family. Mm-hmm. So let's go through the like really oversimplified idea of a mesh boundaries, which is the one that every family therapist, like this is like the one that they teach you, right? Here's the beginning level, which is a meshed mother, disengaged father. I want to be very clear about something here. The reason that the mother is always the enmeshed one is because of socially constructed idea about who is the primary caregiver. It's not necessarily because women do this. It's because of like the rules that society has created for women that often being primary caregiver goes into this and let's also mention that like a lot of what we talk about is from a heteronormative standpoint um but obviously this in you know in different relationships it it can it can change it can be different and Mm -hmm. so we're speaking about it from a very heteronormative Mm -hmm. 
perspective and, so, and we're also talking about it like we're using the word enmeshment but you've also may have heard before codependency or fusion these can all look incredibly similar and can show up in absolutely any relationship or any subsystem right so the subsystem is the family i grew up in the place that i work i mean these can be work things too i was just gonna say do you think we're enmeshed <laughs> yes no, I don't because I don't we have good right, boundaries. We're actually very good at like going against each other. Yeah. Right? In a healthy way. In a healthy way of being like, I don't agree with that one, but like, let me hear your part of it and like talking to each other. And I wouldn't say there's like one rule. Yeah. Also, I think we're both too anxious to be a leader. <laughs> Would you say? hundred percent and in measurement you need like some type of leader even if the leader is a role like a re- like is the contract or a role but like no like neither, either of us are like actually i don't want to be the one in charge <laughs> i'm too indecisive i think so I think- i'm a libra <laughs> i'm an asparagus that, that's my that's favorite me. that's that's my favorite meme i'm a libra that's not like- an asparagus <laughs> That's my favorite meme. That's like, oh no no no! I I I'm very affected by the full moon because I'm I'm a uh, Pisces asparagus rising, and <laughs> that's so funny. No, but I think I think we are able to say to each other when we have differences of opinion. Mm-hmm. But we say I'll take that into consideration, and then we kind of just go with <laughs> whoever has the stronger opinion. I think, right? Would you say? Yeah, probably. <laughs> But I think we're able to, um, you know, neither one of us is like, oh, I don't know how I feel. Yeah. We're able to communicate. But there's that. some shit I just simply don't care about. Exactly. And so if I had a strong right, okay. opinion like about Like our it, graphics. You really care about our graphics. So I notice nothing. I really. Right? What you see like of detail. Yeah. As opposed to like this office can be cluttered and I want to die. Oh, and yeah. That doesn't bother that me. That doesn't bother you at all. But if the graphics are off, like you hone in on that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, but there's... There's bags over here and the mics aren't set on the wall and it's not properly organized because I'm an asparagus. Rising. (laughs) Yes. Libra moon. Asparagus rising. Okay. Anyone else feeling like the mental load of making dinner, the planning, the shopping, the prep, figuring out the timing? It's a little heavy to carry, huh? Same. That's why I am so grateful for Hungry Root. The food quality, simple recipes, true tastiness, and delivery right to my door is truly a game changer. When getting started, you take a fun, short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know you, what you like to eat, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. So you can sit back, relax, and offload the many steps of meal planning. Each order is fully customizable so you can take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high quality meat and seafood, healthy snacks, smoothies, sweets, ready meals, kids snacks and meals, vitamins, supplements, much more. My favorite item from my latest box was the honey citrus chopped salad, lemon pepper chicken and the four cheese tortellini. You gotta try it for yourself. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's gotta taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. 
A really fun fact about me that you might not know is that if I let my hair dry natural, it is a frizzball mess, which is one of the many reasons I absolutely love pros. I truly never thought that I would be able to embrace my natural hair texture. Ever since I switched to a custom hair routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Less frizzy hair, yes, but beyond that too. My hair is shinier, healthier, and so much more manageable. Filming the podcast every week makes checking out my hair unavoidable, and I felt so much more confident on camera thanks to pros. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. The custom shampoo and conditioner combo, plus the hydrating leave-in conditioner and hair oil keeps the frizz at bay. It also makes for the smoothest blowout. People keep asking me if I got my hair cut or went to the salon, which is of course the highest compliment. Pros isn't just better for you, it's better for the planet. They're certified B Corp cruelty free and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. I used this feature when I moved to my temporary house in New Jersey back to my house house post construction project in Pennsylvania. Environmental factors like water source is something that Pros takes into consideration with their customization. So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin, and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash chicks. So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash chicks. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash chicks. But... If we were to say that if we were to be a mesh, it's because we're disengaged somewhere, mm. right? So here's the example that we talk about. To go back to this, once again, gendered heteronormative idea that a mother, a uh, husband is disengaged. He's working a lot. Woman is not getting her emotional needs met, which is probably a very common thing that happens, right? Then they start getting their emotional needs met by their child because they feel loved and needed and wanted. And then... They are even closer to their child than they are to their partner. And sometimes the child grows up feeling like a pseudo partner, mm-hmm. right? Child grows up feeling like, oh, I have to take care of, in this situation, mo- mom's needs or yeah. emotional needs, right? And so they grow up and they get to the point where they're leaving the house. And it feels so bad. And it's such a hard yes. transition. Because the boundaries were skewed. Mm-hmm. And it could be that they get either direct or indirect shame and guilt about this. Because shame and guilt is a very, very common takeaway from families like this. Mm. Now, I would also go to say, like, we're talking about this. I think it's really easy to be like, oh, that wasn't my family. But, like, also, was your family disengaged? I'm not saying that one is right or wrong. We're simply talking about here's the shit that could happen if you come from a family like this. So it could be that you doubt yourself. You struggle to make your own life and always feel back, feel drawn back to your family of origin. It could be that you're shamed in your family of origin if you make your own life. If you go um, meet a wonderful wife, a wonderful husband, a wonderful partner, have your own kids, then all of a sudden you're breaking making the family rules if you have something new. Can I ask you a personal question? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what were some family rules you think you had in your family? I think the family rules I had in my family is don't disturb your father. He's working. Oof. Wow. Right? Like that, like my yeah. dad's job was like very, very important to our family. Mm. 
Mine was like, we all have to eat together and eat the same thing. Okay, that was, no. I mean, like, we had takeout almost every night of my life. I, I remember probably, like, four times having a family dinner. Like, never did wow. we have dinner together. I don't think we've ever talked about, like, our... We had a very different childhood. Yeah. <laughs> In certain ways. In certain ways. Then we were talking about how similar... I mean, like, my mom tells the story often that, like, she has, like, one time she remembers that, like, I don't know if she had to work on a Saturday or something. Something happened that she like left us with my dad and she came home like six hours later and all, we had not moved from the couch, watched TV all morning and he all he like he just gave us a bag of chips, right? And my dad was like, they're happy. And like, we totally were. Chips like, are great. We were hype on that. Like that was a really cool Saturday to us to like sit and watch TV. But looking back, I'm like, oh, we probably could have been used a little protein and some vegetables or water. Nah. <laughs> Like at the time as kids, we didn't fight it. It felt awesome. But then there's certain stuff where it's like, oh, like maybe we could have used some more boundaries. Like that would have been nice. You did not have that experience. Well, for some, I think, you know, in my family, my dad was trying to recreate the family that he never had. And so he had a very specific idea about what that looked like. Mm -hmm. What that meant was we all sit down together like the Partridge family and we eat the same thing. (laughs) I've never actually seen that show. Me either. I just feel like it fits. (laughs) I'm not actually sure if that's true for them. Good for them. Sure, yeah. (laughs) I think both were just singing. Were you guys also singing songs together? We weren't, but I think my dad probably expected that. Okay, great. Like Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Like we all come down the stairs and we're like, la-di-da, dad, daddy, how was your day? And like Mm -hmm. run up to him. Obviously that was not the case. So, but he also expected that we all ate the meal that mom made and I was a very picky eater I just wanted bread and butter all (laughs) who didn't and so it was a really what you do so did you have to eat it what was the rules no it was a lot of there was a lot of friction and I would kind of fight back because you didn't like that I didn't I just it didn't make sense to me I was like why should I have something if I so I, I would fight back a lot. And so it would turn, and my brother was very hyperactive at the time. So like, needless to say, we were not the par- Partridge family. <laughs> Brady Bunch. Anyway. So, so I want well, you to think about, if you're listening to this, what are some family rules that you had growing up? And what did they look like in your family? And How they can they be play out? said directly or indirectly, right? So right. that was one that was directly said to you. Mine was never directly said to me. Like, your father's job matters, like, is the most important. That was never said to me. Mm. You just knew it. Right. I mean, Actually, mine wasn't brother, really yeah. said to me either. It was just, it was just very you clear. Better, yeah, very clear to yes. sit down and do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the interesting part we should also talk about is that, like, enmeshed parents tend to respond too quickly to their children. Where disengaged parents or diffused parents don't respond quickly enough. Mm. So what that might look like, and I can sometimes have a little bit of this with my daughter, which is that like if she starts to panic and hyperventilate, it's really hard for me to not run in it and save her. But it also doesn't allow for her to have times to like figure out how to self-soothe mm. and how to like experience distress tolerance. So in a way, right, like if she's stressed about something. Mm-hmm. Does it trigger your anxiety? Oh, my gosh. That she's This is the worst part. Here's what she does now, right? Okay. My daughter has gorgeous hair. Long. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Curly, curly. My jealousy of her hair. Her hair is curly and huge. It's amazing. It's also, she won't let us cut it. And it's very tangly. Because <laughs> she also doesn't want to wear it up. So she wants it down. She wants it not brushed. And she I can't cut it. I mean, her hair is like down to her butt. And 
so like this is a big thing she that, like so cute i know i know but like every three days right like when we wash her hair because curly hair um it is like you would think we're murdering her in the shower it hurts it hurts right so like no matter how much detangler conditioner anything and we only brush her hair in the shower i learned a lot about curly hair we only brush her hair in the shower after with conditioner on it so like in theory we try to make this as manual as possible and my god it is not <laughs> no that sounds hard so one of the things that happens is she will say you're hurting me you're hurting me and that is like super triggering to me because like of course i never want her to be hurt and also the idea of her like saying this out loud and her needs not getting meds but like also like i have to brush her hair that's like not an option a hundred percent so you get lost in this very difficult thing about like a super overly enmeshed mom would just be like okay 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 i just won't brush her hair because their anxiety is heightened and yes yes or they'll say just get over it here i gotta go do it right so in either way it's like an extreme as opposed to like okay how do i calm myself down and say like i know that th- this is hard i know that you feel like it feels uncomfortable you are safe i am here with you and i still have to finish your hair i feel comforted by that <laughs> she still does not she still does not give a shit one day apparently this will work you know what you should try this is just a side note yes Co-wash. i wash have you it's tried co-wash? co-wash? I should try co-wash. I use co-wash on my hair. From someone who has very curly frizzy, hair. wavy, curly hair, I only use co-wash. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Yes. I'll, I'll send it to you. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, but so, and I think another example, something, something that came to my mind is when you're upset about something, like even as an older adult and you call your mom and they're like, oh my God, I'm so worried about you, right? Like that you're, it, it like worries your parents. Your parents get worried that they can no longer be um like did you have that girl in college you went to school with that her mom would call her like 30 times a day or she would call her mom 30 times a day yes yeah there was a girl on my sorority floor who her mom would like check in like i kid you not like every other hour like so worried so overwhelmed right so then made this other person take on that anxiety and also be overwhelmed and like super scared of stuff well, and, and i think kind of paranoid i think that could go two ways too right I, i'm sure it could go a million ways but uh, i'm gonna give well, you the two one ways. is you li- learn to lie you learn to lie or you could also you could also say you know you push down all your feelings because you're just your your parents are so worried that you're like i'm gonna make sure that they don't worry mm-hmm. no matter what and i guess that fit, fits with lying where you're like okay well i'm not going to tell them anything that's going on with me because they're going to get so worried right then there's no space in your relationship to be able to lean on them yeah because then you're taking care of their emotions more so than you're able to express your own Mm -hmm. i am thrilled that the weather is finally warming up here in philly i went to switch out my closet the other day from my fall winter wear to my spring summer wear and noticed that i very much needed a refresh so thank goodness for quince that allows me to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune now i have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year i refresh my closet with the high-waisted linen shorts that come in multiple colors and patterns the comfiest cotton tees and my latest favorite the smocked mini dress and don't miss out on their accessories. Quince has the coolest sunglasses and 14 karat gold jewelry to complete any look. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, making me feel even better about my purchases. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash shrinkchicks for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash shrinkchicks to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash shrinkchicks. Did you know that billions of plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles end up in landfills every year? I used to contribute to that waste, constantly buying single-use plastic cleaning products without giving it much thought. But then I discovered Blueland, and it has been a game changer. Blueland has helped me eliminate the need for single-use plastic and the products I reach for the most. They are reinventing cleaning essentials. Their approach is simple yet revolutionary. Refillable cleaning products with a sleek design that not only looks great on your counter, but also reduces plastic waste significantly. What I love most is the convenience. With Blueland, I never worry about running out of cleaning supplies or lugging bulky bottles from the store. From hand soap to toilet bowl cleaner to laundry tablets that each smell incredible, all Blueland products are made with clean ingredients you can feel good about. I was blown away when I received my first Blueland order. I immediately filled the bottles with water and their tablets, which was so easy to try everything out. And the ingredients are clean, the scents are refreshing, and the packaging is just so cute. Blueland is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine. If you you're ready to make a positive change for the planet without sacrificing cleanliness or convenience, Blueland has you covered. Blueland has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash shrinkchicks. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash shrinkchicks for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash shrinkchicks to get 15% off. And the funny, like, and the interesting thing here is, like, we're really only talking about psychological boundaries, not physical boundaries. Because you could grow up with five kids in a one-bedroom apartment in New York and be completely disengaged and have rigid boundaries towards each other and not be enmeshed. Mm -hmm. And then you could also, like, grow up with, like, I actually, this probably happens more often as an only child. Oh. Where the parents can become enmeshed with the only child, right? So, like, this has not to do, like, you know, someone could have the experience of growing up in a shelter in one room with their whole family. Right. And be still not have any of this. This right, is we're truly talking about emotional, yes. emotional boundaries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's tough, though. It's tough because you might be listening to this and thinking, like, oh, shit, this is me. This is my relationship with parent A or parent B or both parent A, B, C, D, C. whatever. And... You're like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Because if I send this episode to my parent, A, they're going to be like, oh, what are you trying to tell me something? Or, (laughs) right? A hundred percent. You know, like we have this idea that setting boundaries is like going to be like simple and easy and people are going to take it super well. Like that never happens. I feel like social media, like, yeah, I feel like Insta therapists made it seem like that's going to happen. Like. Nah. Doesn't it really happen like that? I think as an insta therapist, you almost have to make things very like simple and easy. Well, you do, you don't yeah. Have a choice. For sure. You know. But like still, we- then I think people set these boundaries and like, man, my mom took that not really well. At all. <laughs> <laughs> my mom did not respond well to that. And like, so did I do it wrong? And like, so usually means you did it right. But how do you like the question is, how do you go from meshment and then not all the way to cut off because one of the things happens is that pendulum swing right so if i'm on one side fully enmeshed then it feels like the only way to do it is straight cut off how do i go towards the middle and learn to have 
um, fluid working, like what we call a living relationship. A living relationship is something that moves and changes and is fluid throughout time. And the way that you start to do this is you start to notice, okay, what comes up for me? What do I activate within this person? And we have something great you can do called objective observing, where you watch, and this, you know what? It's a great time to do objective observing. The holidays. Guess what's what's coming up? Hanukkah. Hanukkah. (laughs) Thanksgiving. Right. Diwali. Like all the things that are coming up. Christmas, of course. Oh, yeah. And Christmas. But... And there's a lot of things, right? Culturally, you might say, well, this is part of my culture that we're like involved in everything. We're not saying one thing is problematic. What we're talking about is you as an individual, what works for you. So something to think about, right? Like if we just use the example of like, you're upset about something, you talk to your parent and they're like, oh my God, I'm so worried about you, right? So I want you to think about how do you usually react to that? What would you usually do? Would you shut down? Would you pull away? Would you get more upset because you want your parent to take care of you and then they get more upset, they get more worried? Mm-hmm. First, I want you to think about what would I typically do in this situation? And then I want you to think about now what could I change? And we talk a lot about responding versus reacting, right? And so in those moments, it, whether you're shutting down, whether you're getting more upset, um, you're getting angry, that's a reaction. And so I want you to think about how do I consciously respond to this and set this boundary with my parent? Yeah. And what that can look like is you say, hey, listen, when I'm really upset, sometimes I share it with you and I see that you get upset and I understand you really care about me. However, it makes it really hard to share things with you because I care about you Mm -hmm. and I want, sometimes I just want you to be able to be there for me without it being about your emotions. Mm Mm-hmm. How do you think Zoe's going to respond back to that the first time? What the fuck? (laughs) The first time. The 30th time, they might be able to hear it. But when I talk about a living relationship, it means it takes multiple attempts to do something. Mm. It doesn't usually just work once. If it does, my goodness, you lucky duck, that's fabulous. (laughs) My goodness, you lucky duck. (laughs) It's just not the norm. (laughs) Right? A hundred percent. What a well, lucky well, duck you are. And I think that it's important that in those moments, right, You, if your parent reacts to that, right, if they say, what the fuck, like what, you know, if mm-hmm. they start getting upset, to continue to hold on to yourself in those moments. Mm-hmm. That is where you continue to respond versus react. Because yeah. I think it's very easy to get pulled back into that dynamic and say, oh, this didn't work. I'm so upset now. You know, like they can never be there for me. And to continue to say, like, I understand that this is hard for you. But this is in order for us to, in order for me to continue to lean on you or for us to continue to have these conversations, it's important for me to set this boundary. Yeah. Because I love you and I want to have a relationship. A relationship is, I mean, boundaries are not about hurting a relationship. It's actually about trying to maintain a relationship. We don't set boundaries because we want cut off. We set boundaries because we want and desire the relationship with this other person to work. So this also might happen in a workplace. I want before I want to make sure we also talk about like all the different subsystems, right? Love it. Yep. So wait, let me go into like relation romantic relationships first yeah, because yeah. everyone has that friend got in a relationship and you never saw him again ever <laughs> what happened to tina <laughs> she left with jacqueline and now all they do is spend time together right like they, right so like we all what have happened that- to tina <laughs> tina where'd you go <laughs> was that the name of the alpaca and napoleon dynamite 
You know, I feel like now that you say that, yes, I would say yes. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first thing I thought of. I was thinking maybe Tina Turner. Oh, God, I do love She's Tina Turner. Tina. Rolling, rolling. <laughs> okay. Um. So, so, right, so we have that friend who, like, it leaves. It is way too early. And, like, it's Sorry. way too early. Yeah, it is. It's too early. It's <laughs> a good point. Good point. I'm going to hold Tina for the recording later on today. Right, yes, yes, please uh-huh. do. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Right. So like you have this friend who left and I think it's really easy to get super mad at that person. But you notice something when we talk about boundaries being reciprocal. She had to disengage from the friendships to over engage in the romantic relationships. It is always two sides of everything. Right. So another one we want to look at is work culture. Do you have a boss that calls you way too early in the morning, way too late at night and then micromanages everything you've done? You might have an enmeshed, enmeshed boss. Oh my god, we should do a whole series of that. Where it's like, you remember the like, you, you might be a redneck. Like, you might be a no. Jeff Foxworthy, the nineties. Where were you? I don't know. I was trying to eat my own. <laughs> I was trying to eat bread and butter at my dinners in the nineties. So like, no, there was like a whole Jeff Foxworthy had this whole thing that was like, you might be a redneck if was that a TV show. I'm not sure. We'll Google it later. But somebody somebody listening knows what I'm talking about because yes. their mother played and write in the in. car. Please write in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or did I make the, it was the entire thing an acid fever dream? Very possible. Oh, it was just an acid flashback. Very, very good. Got it. Okay. So, right? Like, so you say like, you know, you might experience an enmeshed boss if these things happen. If they're calling you too often. If they also want to be maybe overly involved in your individual personal life. And if there isn't appropriate boundaries, if they say our office is like a family, no, it's not. No. Your office is an office. That's it. Great to have a nice community, but mm, what is that about, right? So, like, that's how we say sometimes somebody can get over-involved in their job and disengage. And is there a reason they want to avoid stuff on the other end? Yes. Something that I was thinking of, too. <laughs> I thought you were holding in a burp. Uh, that, too. I had, like, indigestion <laughs> in the same moment. Um but, like, if you screw something up at work, which, of course, you will be just because you're human, and you bring it to them and you say, hey, like, this got screwed up or I need to talk to you about this, and you're really upset about it, they get really upset about it, right? They're no longer kind of holding on. I always say holding – someone who can hold on to themselves, right? That mm-hmm. level of differentiation mm-hmm. where if your boss cannot hold on to themselves and they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe you would do that. I'm so upset you screwed everything up, Right. Their ability to hold on to themselves in the face of you having anxiety and you being upset yeah. might be a sign that you have a enmeshed <laughs> boss. Did you try to do it? Did you try to I do tried. It? I just don't know what you're talking about. So like I could Okay, after we record this, I'm gonna make you watch Please it. Please do. Maybe Nikki can put it up on our Instagram and find one. Is she's that- gonna uh, she's gonna look it up and be like, Emily, there is nothing. I think I made the whole thing that up. Wasn't a thing. Like that girl with the big comfy couch where she moved her legs as the clock. What were you watching growing up? Nickelodeon. Did you not watch Nickelodeon? <sighs> yeah, we watched Nickelodeon. I mean, I remember like, like right, like Nickelodeon. We were what we are the same age. I mean, I'm so much older. Okay, than that, you. well, I think what I'm talking about is even from before your time. Right? You didn't, like, watch, like, Fraggle Rock? Oh, yeah. I watched Fraggle okay, Rock. Okay, yeah, right? But, like, what the <laughs> fuck is the other thing? <laughs> but, like, All right, what? cool. Well, 
so good news is is if we were from an enmeshed relationship and jen forgot about this thing from our childhood that would actually feel like betrayal to me oof does it no because now i'm not sure if any of this was real just like everything in life is fake i feel sure of now I don't know. So yeah, and or I might pretend like I know what you're talking about so that you don't get upset with me. Yes, exactly. So I think that's another thing. If you have learned to lie and admit truth and like be different parts of yourself as as a level of survival, you might come from an enmeshed family. I'm not saying you have to change any of this. I'm just saying let's create some consciousness. And to notice how is it affecting you, right? If it's not affecting you in any sort of negative way, fuck it. Stop listening to this. (laughs) If it is, right, if you feel like I don't even know what I think and I don't even know how I feel, Mm -hmm. right, I need to call my parents to uh, to even know how I feel about the situation. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't make decisions on my own. Mm -hmm. And I can't express how I feel because I'm so worried about how other people are going to feel from how I feel. Yes. I have to take care of everyone else's feelings yep. before my own. Mm-hmm. So I want you to ask yourself, how has this affected me? Mm-hmm. How have I grown up to learn about who I am in relation to other people? And if you recognize this isn't serving me, then acknowledge it and say, okay, well, how can I set these boundaries? What's mm-hmm. a way in which I can set these boundaries in my relationships that are going to help me move towards Um, feeling like I can have my own individual self. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So if you enjoyed this episode or thought someone else might enjoy it, maybe not your mom, if you're worried about that reaction. If you have an enmeshed friend. (laughs) you have someone, we invite you to send it on over to them. Send it on over to Tina. Tina! I invite you to send it over to them. You can always rate, review, subscribe, and follow on Apple Podcasts. Um, Hey, and don't forget to grow yourself. You got to know yourself. Welcome to Raw Beauty Talks. I'm your host, Erin Trelore. Ready to peer behind the highlight reel and all those polished pictures of the world's biggest influencers and wellness experts, we're going to uncover what beauty, health, and wellness truly means in today's world. Warning though, there will be no surface level conversations here. As someone who really struggled with disordered eating and negative body image after trying to check all those be healthy boxes. I became a health coach because I'm passionate about redefining health and wellness so that it's less about the weight on the scale and more about how we feel. I truly believe how you feel on the inside reflects out into every aspect of your life. So if you're ready to go below skin deep to tap into a whole other level of wellness, you're in the right place. Let's pull back the curtain for some raw beauty talks.